on this episode of Gas Station Cappuccino. Danny discusses boundaries, structure, discipline, and how coronavirus is fucking up a lot of people who are struggling to implement those things. How you can be happier just by implementing some of these basics. Welcome to Gas Station Cappuccino, episode 86. Now, this is going to be a solo show. Dean is out of here. It's just me, Danny Lear, representing Caffeine Kilos and the Knights of the Grounds Table, which is what all the listeners are. We decided that somewhere around episode 37 or so. Uh, That was a guess. So if you look that up and it's wrong, don't be uh, too shocked there. And I have something I want to talk about. I actually have uh, a virtually never-ending list of things I like to talk about. Some people like to say, uh, someone who talks a lot, oh, they just like to hear the sound of their own voice. Now, let me assure you that is not the case. I actually do not necessarily like the sound of my own voice, which I think is common. Most people don't. Like Most people hate watching themselves on video, uh, even though it's fine. Um, So it's not that I like the sound of my own voice. I've just got a lot to say, you know? And so one of those things we're going to talk about today, and it is structure and and happiness. Structure and happiness. So with this coronavirus thing going down like it is, the way things are happening, uh, kids are out of school. And I have children of my own. Uh, I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. The three-year-old's not in school yet. So for her, eh, no big deal. Nothing new, really. My seven-year-old, she's in first grade and she thrives off of school and structure and being social with other kids and adults, I suppose. So this has been tough for her. And so they don't know. Nobody knows when school goes back. At first, they said, oh, it's going to be four weeks. Now they say it's going to be another week. The governor of California says he'd be surprised if they're back in school before fall, which how the fuck would he know? Uh, Because he didn't even cancel school. The school districts are doing it district by district. So I don't know what he thinks, uh, why he thinks he has an opinion on the matter, seeing that he hasn't mandated anything to them. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Uh, point is that Maddie, Madeline, my daughter, she is out of school and so we tell her, well, Maddie, we're in do, you're still going to school, like homeschool. We got to teach you stuff. You know, you can't just skip the last fucking four months of first grade and then go to second grade. Could you imagine like, that's something I really feel bad for in all this is the teachers. Cause next year, if it's true, if they don't go back at all, or even if they do after missing fucking five weeks you're gonna have all these kids going into second grade who missed you know 30 percent of their first grade year that's crazy and then you got to try and like not just catch them up but you got to try and like get them well first of all actually let me say first you have to try to catch them up to where they should be and then you gotta try and teach them the second grade shit like everybody's gonna be in remediation for the first half of the year. Like, honestly, some of these kids are, are going to be having a rough time the entire year, probably for a couple years, it might take them. And not all the parents are doing 
uh, like homeschool and helping their kids out. Some are like, fuck it. Or you know what? Maybe the parent has to go to work. Maybe they're a grocery cashier, grocery store cashier, or maybe they work at a bank or maybe they own their own business and they're still working all day and they don't have time to try and educate their kids. Although if you've read Educated by Tara Westover, you might argue that you don't actually have to send your kids to school or try and teach them shit and they might end up getting a doctorate from Cambridge anyway. Highly recommend that book. Point is, so Maddie's home and she is not not excited because everything changed. You know, it used to be a schedule. You get up at this time. You, you know, you go to school. You play with your friends in the playground. Then you go into class and then they take role and they, whatever the fuck you do in first grade, you know, uh, in order. So we're doing school at home and she knows that, but it's not the same. Like she still has to get up. You know, she eats breakfast at the same time. She gets dressed. This week is spirit week of school. So we've been trying to keep that rolling. Like if it's crazy sock day, she's putting on crazy socks, the whole thing. And the first couple of days though, it was bad. My, my wife, my poor wife is, uh, was home those days. And I got a text from her in the middle of the day. And she's like, this is a fucking catastrophe. And my wife doesn't cuss. So when I saw an F-bomb in a text message, I thought, ooh, this is serious because that's about the third time I've ever heard that word from her, let alone seen it in print. Can you imagine? So the, the point is that after a couple days, after two or three days, things started kind of coming around. All of a sudden, it's Wednesday. And Wednesday, there's like no fit, no major problem, you know? And Thursday, and things are starting to kind of chug along. And then I'm there with her on the following Monday. So we're a weekend now. And she's cruising. She's telling me the schedule. Gets up, she eats. I'm like, all right, it's time for PE. And so like, I do the at-home workout from the gym. And she'll do it with me. Or her and her sister will just kind of like dance and play in the other room to like a little put on a little computer thing that's made for like, it's educational for kids where they dance to it and shit. Or I took them on Monday. I took them to the park. No one else was there. And if they were, I would have told those guys, you better keep your distance, six feet. But uh, there weren't. So I just took uh, them. We took Maddie, got a new basketball for her birthday recently. That and a, a little red rubber ball, playground ball for my three-year-old. And I taught him to bounce pass the basketball. We did a little dribbling, did a little bounce pass. It was just like my days teaching PE. Walk back home. We get in the door and she's like, all right. Now it's time for the ABC mouse. A portion of it's on the computer. She sits there and hammers out this path, does a great job with it. Afterwards, she's like, all right, time for snack recess. This little snack recess. Afterwards, read a book. She sounds out words. The young girl counts things. Then we do a little math. I got, we got some, we bought some workbooks for her. Um, I know like we bought workbooks and we're trying to do homeschool while she's off. That sounds like we're these incredible parents who are really into the education stuff. Uh, yeah, she needs to get educated. But here's another thing is that, I mean, I feel like some kids need a little more help than others, if you know what I'm saying. And we uh, we had to buy the workbook. So, so um, not that she, she's, not, she's not stupid, but she, she needs to learn some things still. So we're going through the workbook 
do some math. That's all great. Okay. And she's telling me, she's like, all right, now it's time for this. Like she's leading the charge and everything's good. And that's when I had this kind of epiphany. We're thinking about this. Kids, the key is, the key is a schedule and structure and discipline. Okay. Kids crave structure. They crave discipline, a schedule. They don't want to know what to expect. When I first started teaching, I was doing my student teaching and another teacher told me, he used the, he said that term, kids crave discipline. And I didn't get it. I'm like, ah, I'm, all right, man, whatever. Sounds good. That sounds kind of silly, but I don't know if they like being disciplined, but hey, man, you know, all right, interesting. And then over time, I got to know what he meant. When you're teaching PE or you're teaching a class, and this is true if you're a coach at the gym, this is true. If you want to have an easy day, easy day, you got to run a tight ship. If you just kind of let things all willy nilly, all right, shit goes sideways. So it's like when I was teaching PE, if you want to have an, uh, some days you're like, oh man, or it's raining, or it's like the next day is a big vacation, a big break, or whatever's going on. And so I was like, hey man, you know, another teacher, they're like, well, let's take them in the gym and they can fucking play dodgeball or whatever. Or take them or whatever. It's just like gameplay. You're done with the skills. And it's like now they're playing games or whatever. The handful of times I did that, it was always a shit show. Or it's like raining outside. So you have to go inside and you have two classes. So you got 100 kids in this gym and it's a small gym. And it's like, all right, like play basketball or walk or whatever. Like you're just trying to survive that day. Okay. It's always a mess. You got kids complaining about things. You got kids fucking off doing things they're not supposed to. You got kids trying to get away with stuff all, every time. And it's like, it's, it's not relaxing for you. You're like on constant duty, like policing. It's like the, felt like a, like a guard, like trying to take care of the inmates out on, uh, when they're out in the yard. However, on the days where you have the best structure, the best lessons the best discipline shit rolls smooth smooth sailing right that's why when you take roll you don't tell them to stand in a group or you don't tell them just to get in the line you have like dots and you stand on your fucking dot you stand on the dot that you're supposed to be on or on your numbers get on your numbers you sign numbers and they stand there and it takes roll and they're happy they're not screwing around no one's getting in trouble right that type of thing and because there's that structure and that discipline and so as soon as we had that structure and that discipline, her behavior completely turned around. And that's, I was thinking about it and I thought, oh shit, it's not just kids that crave structure and discipline. So do adults. So do you. So, so do I. That's for damn sure. You know? And that's why a lot of people are unhappy. It's like the whole thing of, uh, you know, people retiring early. And then not being happy, right? That's you hear this all the time about someone who feels like they don't have a purpose in life, and that's that's something that's brought up a lot. Oh, I need to have a purpose in life. Well, I think that's definitely helpful to have some direction, a mission, a purpose. Definitely, definitely. But also, you need structure. It's like, man, if if I okay, and I've experienced this firsthand with myself. So I used to teach PE, and when I quit teaching because business took off. I had a baby and started a business in the same year and had another business already. There's only so much time in the day. Captain Keels took off, so I, I had to quit teaching. 
And at first, you're like, oh, it's great. Or I went like part-time at first. So I taught two days a week, um, two days one week, three days the next, and the other days the CNK. I would like, I'm like, oh, I can work whenever. And so if I was working, I would just shift my hours. So I'd go play nine rounds of golf for two hours in the morning, 7.30 to 9.30, and then get to work and all that. And this is fucking great. And, but I didn't have a structure every day. I didn't have a set schedule. And what I found was I was either working all the time or thinking that I should be working or the times when I wasn't working, I felt guilty like I should be. And when I was working, I felt guilty like I should be with my kids. You know, like I'm not playing, I have this baby at home and, and when I'm playing with her, I'm thinking about the things that I need to do for work. And when I'm working and then she goes to bed, she goes to bed and then I feel guilty because I didn't spend the time with her. Because when I was spending time with her, I wasn't present. Lack of fucking structure, lack of discipline, lack of a schedule. And so right now, with everybody home from work, because of this coronavirus pandemic, that's the issue I think a lot of people are having. All of a sudden, everyone who always says, oh man, I wish I could just work from home or I pick my own schedule and all that. Well, let me tell you. It is great, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Like, make no mistake. It's not like, oh, you can work from home now. So now you can just sit around your underwear and fucking peruse the internet all all day and then like knock some things out, you know, getting fucking Cheeto fingers all over your tidy whities I don't eat Cheetos over tidy whities but I'm sure somebody does. And that's happening right now. There's some fucking tech nerd who works for Google or some shit is working for home for the first time. And he's sitting on his couch naked, right? Just, uh, just sitting there eating Cheetos, right? And just hammering down a uh, fucking big gulp or something. I don't know. Seven elevens might be closed. Point is there are people right now working at home for the first time in their lives who don't understand structure or discipline or what's going on. And they're probably sitting down. They're trying, they probably got, the TV on in the background. That way they can make sure to keep their adrenaline fucking spiked from all the news, you know, and they're trying to work. And it's there. A lot of them are probably way less effective when it doesn't have to be the case. If you set up a schedule and structure and then discipline yourself to stick to that schedule and structure, you will get way more done in way less time and be able to do the shit you want to do. I work from home three or four days a week and like pretty much Friday through Monday, I work from home or wherever, but I have structure in place that safeguards that. So what I do is I actually work from 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. every day, seven days a week. All right. During that time, I don't get a single text message that expects a response. I don't get a single phone call that expects me to answer. I don't get a single email that expects a reply during that time. I can just hammer out the most important task of the day. Now, the problem is someone might say that sounds great. And they sit down at 5 a.m. They open up their email and then they do the perverse procrastination. My business coach, Craig Ballantyne, calls it that perverse procrastination, right? So you are okay, well, I got to get up. Maybe you check your email and you're like pretending to be busy checking your email. Like that shit's so important. Like you can't wait. Okay. Or you're, it's like, oh, I got to meditate first and I got to read for 20 minutes. And after that, I got to do Tai Chi for 37 minutes. And after 37 minutes of Tai Chi, 
That is when I drink my smoothie, which takes me 17 minutes to make because I got to muddle up fucking fresh basil out of my neighbor's garden. Okay. And you have all these things, all this self-care shit that ends up taking up your most important work block of the day. And then later you sit down to work and now you're getting phone calls and emails and text messages and you don't have the structure and the discipline in place to put your fucking phone in the other room. And it's a problem. I don't, I'm not saying those self-care things are bad. Although smoothie that takes 17 minutes, you got to muddle basil seems a little silly, but meditate. I'm for it. I do that. You know, I do all that stuff. I don't do Tai Tai Chi either. So I guess I do all that stuff, but I meditate. That's good. And I read important. So the thing is though, it all comes down to this. A lot of people are unhappy because they're stuck at home and they're unhappy because they don't have the structure and the discipline in place. You're probably drinking more than you ever have before. If you're stuck at home, well, guess what? So am I. Okay. <laughs> so, so is my wife. There's a reason why tobacco and alcohol stocks go up during recessions. Okay. But what I'm not doing is ripping a bong at 7 a.m. and drinking at 1 p.m. Okay. Even if I am home, I'm not doing that because I know. And most people know, they would say, oh, yeah, that seems like that wouldn't be very efficient. Okay. Because <laughs> it's not. So if you're unhappy and you can, you're struggling and you're trying to work from home or you're not, you just in your general life, your day to day life, you just feel like you're kind of floating around and no real sense of purpose or direction. Make a fucking schedule. All right. Give yourself some structure and then discipline yourself to stick to it. After work, you go to the gym. Then after the gym, I come home and I eat, but you need to eat dinner at the same time every day. You need to go to bed at the same time every day. You need to wake up at the same time every day. If you do those things, that's all you do. If you wake up, go to bed, eat dinner, and work out at the same time every day, you will be a million times happier because you'll have structure in your life. You'll have some boundaries. Okay, the Godfather, Dave Spitz, Kyle Strength. You cannot live life without boundaries. Dave Spitz quote. And I found that to be true with myself also. You need structure, boundaries. This has been Gas Stage Cappuccino.